electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Monday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer and David Faber. Uh, Weakness does continue. Dow futures down 500 plus. S&P looks to open at about an eight-week low as the reopening concerns in Europe collide with political concerns in the United States after the death of Justice Ginsburg. Our roadmap will begin with the lockdown warnings in the U.K., stimulus talks in limbo back home. Futures are sharply lower ahead of the open. Plus, TikTok continues to tick in the U.S. President Trump gives his blessing to a deal involving Oracle and Walmart buying a 20% stake. And shares of electric truck maker Nikola tumbling as the company's founder steps down. Just 10 days after a short-selling firm accused the company of making, quote, an ocean of lies. Uh, Jim, there's going to be a lot to process, not just today, but all week long. We got 14 Fed speakers during the course of the week and Powell three times. Well, look, Powell is on the side of those who believe uh, you should be a buyer. It's pretty clear that Powell does not want things to collapse. I know Powell also is hoping to be a stimulus deal. That seems like a thing of the past. I'll tell you what I really do like here. We're down off of something that no one really understands. I mean, yes, okay, so maybe U.K. uh, lockdown. That's not us. Maybe Madrid lockdown, not us. This banking story, so amorphous. You try to get your arms around it, and it's just really difficult. It's like shadow boxing. In other words, what I'm saying is we've been down for three straight weeks, Carl. The, the, the big fang stocks are, have been they are down double digit. This is when you start thinking maybe there's something to buy. It's been so bad for so long, and everyone's watching. Well, hold on just a second. These things are really going down. No. That's when you think about what to look at. You know I love a down opening, Carl. You know I do. I love it. I know know you do. I know you do. At the same time, uh, you got 30 states up 10% in the past week in terms of caseload. You got Utah, Montana, North Dakota setting records on cases. Positivity up in 25 states. I mean, it's not like temperatures aren't going to do here what they're doing in Europe, Jim. No, that's true. But I do think that uh, when we see these numbers spike, we also have some other things. I know it's anecdotal, but, you know, why did the Big Ten go back? Well, because they found that it was not that bad for younger people. Big 12, no problem. And uh, we've had every single sport. Baseball seems to have cleaned up. NBA, yes, the dome worked. Uh, NFL, very good. Now, is that the country? I think that the places where you're having a spike are places where social distancing in mass are just unfashionable for somehow. The thing that I find most incredible here is that in New York, they're not coming back. And they're not coming back because of things like uh, four people in an elevator and waiting for an hour for an elevator to be open. David, we are in an extraordinary time where it is just not working in New York to go back to work. And everything has always been happening here and then spreading the rest of the country. So I know that things are spiking, David, but I'm not giving up the idea that the worst could be over for now if we get that anti if we get the antibody if we get if we get something 
I have Lily on tonight. I think they're close, David. You think they're close in their monoclonal antibody? Yeah, I That's do. Theirs, That's correct? why I have, you know, I have yeah. Lily on tonight. I think it's important to stay focused mm-hmm. on this. No, without a doubt it is, and we have remained focused on it. You mentioned the monoclonal antibodies as we take a look at who you have on uh, on Mad Money tonight. Good group there. Thank you. Mr. Quincy as well as uh, Dave Ricks, of course, O'Lilly. But, uh, and then the uh, small molecule antivirals and the moves towards a vaccine. And to your point, at least cities, some of the key areas, cities like New York, of course, right. which suffered so badly in the spring, have kept it extraordinarily low for quite some time, Jim. But it doesn't mean that there isn't concern about spread, obviously, uh, uh, overseas again, but back here in the States to the points that uh, Carl mentioned in terms of a lot of states that are seeing uh, a rise. And we're headed into colder weather. Uh, more people going to be indoors, at least in many places that, that we know uh, and live. And that creates more questions and concerns. Right. Well, hey, look, Carl, I, I would say that my view has to do with a, a slow rise back, but aggressive action by American drug companies to come up with something that makes it so that you're not in the hospital that long. I am a believer that a Lilly, that a Merck, that a Regeneron are working on things that if you had enough people in the trials, you'd be uh, really, I think, impressed. And I, by the way, now you, if, if these hotspots are out there, then, it, then you've got the possibility of Moderna, Pfizer, J&J actually having people in the hotspots and seeing if they get it. So I'm betting on science. I'm not right. betting on the country. The country's just not right. there. Uh, no. The president uh, did make he did say Pfizer's in the poll position this morning on Fox, in addition to making some comments about uh, TikTok, of course, over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Let's get to Eamon Jabbers on that. Eamon. Yeah, Carl, some real confusion now this morning as the president was on television uh, on another network just a few moments ago describing this TikTok bite dance Oracle Walmart deal that came together very quickly over the weekend in really entirely different terms than it was described by some of the parties as they laid out the terms over the weekend. Here's what the president said about this deal on Fox just a short time ago. They are going to buy it. They're going to have total control over it. They're going to own the controlling interest. Everything is going to be moved into a cloud done by Oracle. It's all through the cloud. And it's going to be controlled, totally controlled by Oracle. And then I guess they're going public and they're buying out the rest of it. And they're buying out a lot. And if we find that they don't have total control, then we're not going to approve the deal. So the president there, Carl, suggesting that Oracle and Walmart will have total control over this deal. Uh, the Chinese won't have a role in it. And he says if he finds that that's not the term of the, the terms of the deal, he's not going to go through with the deal. So the president describing this in a very different way than the, the parties described it over the weekend, which was a 20 percent acquisition uh, by Oracle and Walmart. And then ByteDance remaining with 80 percent of the equity in the new entity. That was the deal as described over the weekend. Now the president suggesting that Oracle Oracle will somehow have, and Walmart will somehow have total control simultaneous to that, or nearly simultaneous to that. We got a new statement from Oracle's comms department, uh, which maybe adds some clarity or maybe doesn't add some clarity into what exactly is going on here. Here's what Oracle is saying now. They say, upon creation of TikTok Global, Oracle Walmart will make their investment and the TikTok Global shares will be distributed to their owners. Americans will be the majority 
and ByteDance will have no ownership in TikTok Global. So that last phrase is an important one to focus on. Will ByteDance have any ownership? Oracle now saying uh, ByteDance will have no ownership in TikTok Global. So we have to get some more clarity on what exactly that means because there had been this question over the weekend that if ByteDance itself has American investors, uh, then uh, and 40% of ByteDance is owned by Americans, then that 40% of the 80% stake, along with the 20% acquisition by Walmart uh, and uh, Oracle, would amount to uh, overall American majority control of the new entity. This new statement, though, from Oracle saying ByteDance will have no ownership in TikTok Global uh, does seem to be different now from the way this deal was described over the weekend. The president also describing it in starkly different terms. All of that uh, may be moving the ball here. So we're going to have to try to figure out uh, where this deal stands and what's actually on the term sheet, guys. Back over to you. Oh, Amy, uh, don't, yeah, don't go Amy's anywhere. I want to turn to David Amy. on this because, David, yeah. I'm looking at org charts that are parsing ByteDance Limited with TikTok Limited. Uh, yeah, I, listen, I mean, the deal as described in the press release that we got, by the way, we told you last week it would be 20 percent. That is the case. And as Eamon, of course, properly notes, it was clearly not a uh, totally controlled uh, U.S. entity uh, in any way, shape or form, given 80 percent, it would appear. So I, I, but what Eamon has just offered from Oracle is different from what we got in the initial release here in terms of talking about the 20 percent stake. Now, remember, you do have large U.S.-based investors that own a good deal of ByteDance. Um, that is true. But, Eamon, can you read to me again that language that Oracle shared with you? Because I don't have it in front of me. Uh, I haven't seen it. The, the language yep. Oracle shared with you about the ownership structure. Can you repeat that? I just want to try yep. and understand it a bit more. It's, and we need to parse this word for word, David. You're absolutely right to focus on it. What they're yeah. saying is, upon creation of TikTok Global, Oracle Walmart will make their investment, and the TikTok global shares right. will be distributed to their owners, Americans will be the majority, and ByteDance will have no ownership in TikTok global. So that's the portion of right. this, I think, so they that, must that be, is different they from must what we've be seen over, somehow, the, over the weekend, right? Yes, uh, that Cote and, uh, and uh, you know, uh, General Atlantic uh, uh, and the others, um, Sequoia are, are, must be somehow rolling in, which is something we discussed. Yes, which would mean that They're they would have in, to value their bite dance, their bite dance holdings to roll into what the valuation here is. By the way, I mean, I've heard 50 billion. Now, I can't guarantee that's the number. I know we've heard uh, as high as yeah. 60. I think some have reported, but I've heard that the value they placed on TikTok Global is roughly 50 billion, which would mean a 10 billion dollar investment from Oracle, more uh, larger from Oracle, and then, and then Walmart, $10 billion from the two of them combined, and then valuing somehow the ByteDance ownership of those owners I just mentioned, who then roll in. The whole thing is very complicated still, I think, and, and, and unclear, not yeah, to mention David the president's comments. Totally unclear. I mean, the journal right. story was right this morning. Did something change between the journal story and now? I mean, yes, maybe ByteDance is offering all of its stock in an IPO, which is going to come in the next 12 months. But that journal story is accurate. I don't know where this came from. 
Well, it, you know, Jim, it came from the president, right? I mean, what the president said is that Oracle and Walmart will have a controlling interest and total control over the new entity, right? So that's not at all the way this deal was described over the weekend. The president describing it that way on television this morning. I asked the White House immediately after he said that on national television. I asked the White House, uh, you know, sort of what's going on here. And White House officials referring me now to the Oracle statement, saying Oracle just put out this statement. Look at that. So, uh, you know. That's what we've got as of right now. And Are it, they it talking about the board, Eamon? I mean, the board to to is going to be American. The board will be American. But this, I don't right. know. I mean, I don't think, I, you know, frankly, it, there's not a lot of clarity here. No. Yeah, we need a lot more uh, detail no. here. And by the way, we don't even know exactly what, tech, what, what TikTok Global is. I'm not, I mean, in, the, in their right. release, it said it, it comprises most of TikTok. I would assume it doesn't include Damn. China. But... I don't know what TikTok Global is exactly. Originally, we thought it, it was just going, well, they were really talking about the U.S., uh, New Zealand, Australia, U.K., and Canada, sort of all the English-speaking places. But uh, we'll try to continue to make sense of it. And we still don't have a number in terms of where they actually have valued it, which David, we'd like to know. David, uh, and they it, should share with us. Isn't it possible, David, that, that nothing's happened and the president is ascribing a level of control that... We would normally on Wall yeah, Street not absolutely. think it's in control. Yeah, without think? a doubt. I mean, it may, yeah, yeah. And he may be conflating sort of some of the control levers that have nothing to do with economics, but with the other issues. Right. I mean, he's not uh, talking about the 25,000 jobs control. and the Austin location and the, the fund that they're going to put together. Right. Uh, he, he's really right. a, a, attacking something that I think all of us until this morning felt is not true. But, you know. Yeah. Now, Meanwhile, I think to, just to step back for uh, to step back for a second, uh, guys, you know, ByteDance has got to be really happy. I, I know that sounds strange with this deal. I mean, if it's valuing the asset as much as 50 billion, which I hear is the case, that's a win for them. Um, don't forget when we originally believed that the entire asset would have to be sold to a U.S. buyer, a la the Microsoft deal. There was no one I spoke to who thought that Microsoft would come in anywhere above 30 billion for all of TikTok, uh, USA, or TikTok with those other uh, countries I mentioned. So the fact that they may get it as valued at as high as 50, may be able to do a follow-on offering of some point to help monetize their stake into the future, uh, that's a win. And a win for Sequoia and Cotu and, 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 uh, and Sequoia and, sorry, and SIG and General Atlantic. It's a win for all of them. Jim, you're given totally where right. this thing ended up and where it looked like it might have gone. Uh, you're totally right. Those, those are the winners. Uh, I, I, unless we hear otherwise, I have to believe that it is going to be a U.S. company. I mean, where's Mr. Mayor? You can come back and do it. But the fact is, ByteDance has a substantial, a substantial stake, and 40% of ByteDance is owned by the, is, is the General Atlantic and the Sequoias. Uh, they do quite well. I, I was th- thinking the United States, the president was going to trumpet the jobs and trumpet uh, Austin and trumpet how the control will be, not total control, but control would be here. Uh, but at the same time, the algos, right, they're still there. And you're right, David. I mean, you can argue it's a win-win, but um, the, you have to argue that is the win. There's a W for China. OK, there's a W for China, not just for the United States. It's not. Remember, this is not owned by the people's. Yeah. You know, it's not owned by the PLA. No, it's no, not, no. This it's is, not Huawei. This, this is this is a this is a win for the founder as well. Bite Dance right. Yiming, a very young man, uh, mid 30s, 36 or so years old. He's 38. 38. Uh, yeah. Uh, and they create a lot of billionaires in China for a communist country. Platform. You know, they do. 
They do. Communism's incredible to create billionaires. Carl, they create more billionaires than we do in the Valley. Pretty interesting. Snowflake, you know, get Snowflake versus uh, Beijing. I, I, I just find this, we got to get more facts on this thing, and we got to get them before they open. Honestly, Oracle's up big. We don't really know what Oracle's saying. So, I don't know, David. Well, I think you and I are... Well, they got, let's a, call they got a web hosting deal, Jim. Can we... They got a web hosting yeah, deal. Yeah, and they've got Zoom, and they've up got for that. It, but they're going to, you know... Right, and Walmart, yeah, they got, Walmart they got arguably them on their get, platform. Walmart's got a good deal, and McMillan's very excited about it. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I just think the president is um, really excited about it. Before we, uh, before we wrap up our opening block here, Jim, let's go back to the markets themselves. I mean, we talked as well about the banks. Are you concerned at all about... Uh, these latest issues, you seemed at the, at the open to sort of not be as concerned, perhaps, not, what I mean, it means look, for U.S. banks. I mean, Deutsche Europe's Bank, of course, always. I don't know what they're <laughs> doing over there at Deutsche okay. Bank. Okay, well, that was my point. Deutsche Bank, to link J.P. Morgan with Deutsche Bank without J.P. Morgan coming out and saying something, I mean, you know, look at that list. Well, Bank of New York Mellon is kind of a custody bank, but if I were J.P. Morgan, I would come out this morning and say, listen, this is you know, the, the allegations, uh, we're going to prove otherwise, but I'm not getting that. And, you know, Carl, I, 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 I know that, that you get a, you get a lockdown in Europe and you get a problem with some banks and that causes us to go down big, Carl. I don't know. doesn't seem right to me. All right. We'll keep an eye on it, Jim. Uh, obviously uh, September is living up to its name as futures, our week, uh, we're coming off the third week down, and as we said at the open, SP looks to open at about an eight-week low. We'll take a break here. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with P. Jim, a leading global asset manager. It's a remarkable morning of news on this Monday, of course, uh, following the death of Justice Ginsburg. In addition, uh, the reopening concerns that we continue to see in Europe and in the United States to some degree. The TikTok deal, uh, Nikola, obviously. In a moment here, we're going to get um, a moment of silence from the New York Stock Exchange guys and the Nasdaq in honor of Justice Ginsburg. Of course, so much has been written over the past 48 hours about the degree to which she was a champion for equality, not just in her own career, uh, such a pioneer, such a groundbreaker on that front. Uh, but then the voice of dissent, one of the fiercest voices ever to serve on the Supreme Court, of course, a champion for gender rights, uh, civil rights, uh, equality in general, having passed away at the age of 87. Here's that moment of silence.
Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. We're expecting a tough tape this morning, but watch Microsoft. Xbox just tweets, today's a special day as the company buys uh, the games of Bethesda for $7.5 million in uh, cash, ZeniMax. Uh, we'll talk to Phil Spencer later on this morning, of course, about that story as Microsoft is changing the face of gaming. We're back in a minute. Four minutes before we get started with trading for the week. Does look like we're going to have a down open. Let's squeeze in a mad dash. Apple's still the largest market cap company out there, Jim. Well, everyone, I think, uh, is watching Apple thinking, when is it going to stop going down? It was at 135. Looks like 104. Well, Jim Suva over at City is not waiting. He's actually right now raising his price target. Uh, he, he's going from 112 to 125, and he's talking about wearables and the excitement that, are, that come from wearables. Obviously, that's that revenue stream that most people have not been able to really get their arms around. Uh, those of us who watch football saw an Apple Plus movie I, that looked fantastic by the guys who did Fowler, David. So I know you're a Fowler fan. But what, what I think is happening here is that Suva is taking the other side of the trade, basically, of the sell-off. And I think it, it seems brave, but I like it. I think he's got some good points. And I think it's nice to see someone willing to go against the wave of selling. As, as you point out, Jim, well off its highs, of course, but the stock is still up 45% year to date. Right. We are now moving into that all of, fo- all of focus 5G cycle. What are you pinning sort of a positive tone on here? Well, I just think there is, I know there's tremendous multiple contraction going on, but, you know, Fed's going to speak, Powell's going to speak uh, three times this week, and I'm looking at the actual estimates. The estimates are not coming down. So you start thinking, well, is the stock actually inexpensive? I mean, is it a 23 times, uh, 22 earnings? I mean, I'll pay that. Now, um, there'll be other people against that will say, look at the chart, Jim. Are you a fool? You know, I'm not a chartist. I just am looking for a stock that has some valuation underpinnings. And oddly enough, Apple has come down enough that you can say it does have some valuation underpinnings. I think Suva's got got some points here. I know you might think it's a pretty generic piece uh, and that the Apple Watch can't stem the tide. But there were a number of things that came out that weren't so negative and I, I'm just saying that it, you want to hang your hat on something. The company did come out with something last week that was some, somewhat noticeable against what I regard as being a wall of red that is rather monumental after we've been down for a few weeks. Wow. Yeah. Dave's um, Dave, not no, buying listen, this one. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not not buying it. I'm, I'm keeping an eye on a lot of things, Carl, of course. Tesla bucked the trend uh, last week, as we all know. It's now, you know, uh, up 428% for the year again. Uh, and, Jim, that's been 
well, when it comes to multiples, you can't really have a discussion about it, but that does seem to be defying some of the moves we've seen in some of the others. Battery day is drawing closer, Jim. Yes, Tim, that's tomorrow's battery day. Uh, what tomorrow, a day. Yeah. What a day that's going to be. I mean, I just already denoting that as a holiday. <laughs> I'll tell you what's interesting, David, is Tesla up at this Nikola which I know that it's been a kind of a convoluted situation. Well, um, Hindenburg, which, of course, is a, you know, an, an allusion to a tremendously uh, unsuccessful uh, Zeppelin, uh, is saying that while Trevor Milton, founder Trevor, thank you, Phil, both for this me, while founder Trevor Milton's departure may give the appearance of a company that's moving on, we believe this is only the beginning of Nikola's unraveling. Nikola's almost no intellectual property products or revenue to fall back on. We think the company's key asset was its founder's ability to raise money through hype. And then I know this is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to caveat this. The uh, Hindenburg are saying outright laws. I think that that is libelous. Got to be careful. Uh, General Motors, uh, he says, should be careful, carefully evaluate the potential long-term damage to its 112-year brand by continuing to tie itself to Nikola. David, this is one of those. That it's, it's down a lot, but it's not over. All right. Well, we're going to discuss it a lot more, Carl, uh, but let's get the opening bell. Guys, there's the opening bell. As we said, uh, breath looks to be pretty weak here. We'll watch some of the early movers. Uh, Jim and David mentioned Nikola, and we did get a statement out of GM today saying they're going to work to close that transaction. I see Citron. Uh, Phil LeBeau says, as soon as you uh, talk about suing the shorts, you've played your hand. <laughs> yeah, and you heard Jim read the uh, statement from Hindenburg Research. Uh, the shorts look at this, and they look at shares of Nikola, that pre-market they were down, what, 20, 22%. They were down trading at, uh, yeah, there you go, down 28%, now trading under $25 a share. You're going back to the levels that we saw in May. And remember, it was right before the SPAC IPO, the reverse merger with Invecto Q came out, and then boom, they took off. Uh, and a lot of that was fueled, the oxygen, if you will, for uh, Nikola. It came from Trevor Milton. It came from him saying, this is what we're doing with the Badger electric truck. We're going to have Nikola World. We're going to have hydrogen fuel cell semis. We are going to revolutionize transportation. Uh, he truly was the face of this company. And even though he was not the CEO of this company, he spoke as if I'm running this company. Mark Russell is still the CEO of Nikola. But remember after they had their, their quarterly results and they came out and they said, this is what's happening. And during the conference call, Mark Russell answered a number of questions. Well, the street didn't react with, you know, any great reaction there. They were like, well, you know, what's the future for these guys? Who was on air? Who was on social media? Within 24, 48 hours, it was Trevor Milton. So he has been the oxygen that has kept this stock anywhere between $35 and $55 a share. And now he is gone out of this company. He's a consultant till the end of the year, but he's not the executive chairman anymore. He's not on the board of directors. And if he even wants to tweet, which has long been his platform or Instagram, if he even wants to say anything about Nikola, it's got to be cleared by Nikola's uh, legal counsel. Well, Phil, let me yeah. just ask you, uh, you know, there still is, I mean, GM is making things for them. I mean, that's not, yes, I they mean, will I know be. that GM, yes. be, you can say that they got tied in with someone bad, but GM's got to do something. It's good for GM, right? I yeah, mean, and, and I, think G, I think GM's, pers- Jim, I think GM's perspective on this is, look, we got an 11% stake in this company that will be paying us to build their electric pickup truck, the Badger electric pickup truck, truck and that's going to be built at... They haven't announced this yet, but most likely at the Hamtramck plant in Detroit, which adds size and scale, which is what they want 
for their EV platform, for the Ultium battery platform. They want size and scale. They just don't want to have GM vehicles. They're going to be working with a number of automakers and the hydrotech element of this, where they're going to be making hydrogen fuel cells that will be used by Nikola in the hydrogen fuel cell semis that they're developing in Europe. That's what GM will be supplying as well. So I think GM looks at this, and by the way, they are committed to staying in this, in this relationship with Nikola. They look at this as there's upside here, what downside is there? If, if Nikola were to fall apart completely, what's the downside to General Motors? Okay, you don't build the, the Badger pickup truck. It's embarrassing, maybe, that uh, this was not a deal that went through. But otherwise, there, there's not a whole lot of downside here. Yeah, that's my thing. Yeah, you know, I, I, got, um, I, I think it's important as well, guys, to remember that it's not as though... Um, Nikola, and remember, we had them on. I remember the first time anybody had really heard of them is when we brought them on in early March, right before uh, things sort of shut down. Jeff Ubbin joined Trevor Milton on set at the New York Stock Exchange when they announced their plan to go public through Vector IQ, Steve Gursky's uh, SPAC. Gursky, of course, will now take uh, Trevor's role. I thought it was interesting, by the way, in his bio, they talk all about GM. They don't mention the fact that he was a sell-side analyst covering autos for all those years. <laughs> But, um, but they never, Phil and Jim, they never said that they were going to be a Tesla. They never said that they were going to create all their own proprietary engineering uh, and things of that nature. The plan always had been to take from here and take from here and take from here and sort of create Correct. this vision and ex execute on this vision that Trevor has had and that others like Ubin uh, have bought into. Um, and so the question becomes, can you continue to have the vision without the visionary? I don't know the answer to that. Um, I do know, da David. Jim, I can David. I can tell you well. this. Yeah, I, was, yeah. I can Go tell ahead, you this Phil. much. Having conversations with people familiar with this, the Badger electric truck—that's the least interesting element of Nikola when they were putting together this deal for the SPAC IPO. The hydrogen fuel cell semi right. and the hydrogen and the business plan there for if you are a trucking company and you ultimately say, look, one-stop shopping. You guys are going to take care of everything, the fuel, everything. All I've got to do is basically you know, supply the driver, so to speak. Um, that was the interesting part of the business plan. Yes. Not, not the Badger yes. electric and the truck. And I know that got sexy and right. everybody on Twitter no, wanted to right. talk about the it's, Badger. It's the, no, but no, come it's on. It's the 700 stations it, that they're it, talking about. But, no, it is. It's, it's, that's, it's, that's the vertical integration that he was talking yes. about from day one if they could actually pull it off. Now, Hindenburg has raised a lot of questions about their past actions. There's no doubt about it and certainly did hit his credibility hard. I will tell you, a week right after the Hindenburg report sort of came out and started to, started to get a lot of attention, Trevor then went to the board and said, I'll resign. And they said, no, we don't want you to. Now, apparently he came back and offered again and this time or told them and this time they said yes. Uh, I don't believe he was forced out uh, because I know that he had offered to resign already and they had and they had refused that offering. Jim, you remember when we had him on. I uh, will look at what the date is. I assume it's on the on the tape. We were trying to hold him to all those different promises that he had. Here's here's the given give and take that uh, Jim and I had with Trevor uh, back some time ago. We got a tough thing on our plate. I won't lie, but uh, this year I can tell you this. The next four months are going to be the greatest four months in Nikola's history ever, hands down. All right. So this is what's exciting about Nikola. Okay. Like if you, you're I'm gonna, keep, you guys gonna see I'm what's keeping coming. that tape, and yeah. I'm gonna play it back to you. Thank you. 
next time if you don't deliver. So just so you know, okay. those and next if I don't, months, you guys, yeah, I'm okay with that. And if I yeah. don't beat the hell out of me oh, all I over will. the world, I'm okay I will with just that. beat you silly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Wow. Listen, say this for the guy, a great promoter, uh, incredible personality, <laughs> great guest. And I guess uh, I don't know if we get the chance to beat him silly because now he's not a part of the company anymore, Jim. I wonder if there's more to it. I wonder what the other some of the accusations that uh, that Hindenburg's uh, bringing up. So far, Hindenburg's been been spot on. But, uh, Phil, one thing is clear. I had Lindy on, which is the largest provider of hydrogen in the world, and the Chinese are well ahead of us with hydrogen. They have hydrogen buses. They're doing hydrogen trucks. I don't blame GM one bit for trying to be in the hydrogen race. If the hydrogen, hydrogen is a great fuel, and you need hydrogen more than you need electric if you're talking five, six, because it's a green fuel that does, you know, doesn't even require a plant. So, I, I, Phil, you got to admit that in the end, GM wants a chit in the hydrogen game, and they have to have it. Everybody does. Absolutely. And in fact, remember when they announced this deal and Trevor Milton was on with Mary Barra? What did Mary Barra hit several times during that interview? Did she talk about the Badger electric truck? No. I mean, I mean, she mentioned that they were going to be working with them. It was the Hydrotech element of this, supplying hydrogen fuel cells for Nikola. That's a big part of what GM views as the future in terms of propulsion systems. Yeah, the Ultium battery platform is a huge part of where GM is headed, but they also understand that hydrogen is going to be there, and the hydrogen fuel cell element is a part of what GM was very excited about with this deal, still excited about with this deal. Thanks, Phil. Phil, thanks for that. Um, I'm just looking at the, uh, I think it was the 10Q, uh, Jim. We're highly dependent on the services of Trevor R. Milton, if Mr. Milton were to discontinue his service to us due to death, disability, or any other reason, we would be significantly disadvantaged. We'll find out if that's true. Yeah, I, what I'm confused about is some of these Hindenburg charges are so uh, extreme. But so far, Hindenburg's been uh, Hindenburg one, uh, Trevor Milton none. And they keep seeming to avoid the whole time. The whole time, these people at Nikola have yet to deal with what Hindenburg is saying in any sort of substantive way. And I don't know why Hindenburg is continually uh, being dismissed. David, so far, their work is pretty good. Yes. Uh, Now, listen, supporters of Nikola will tell you they took a lot of different things from the past uh, and and uh, that it was not about the company's current uh, operations. Uh, and that it was unfair in that way. That said, plenty of people can look back at, at past behavior and, and, uh, and decide that those kinds of things don't change, and therefore it's reflective of what you can expect. Right. It's a story that we've been following closely and will continue to, because, listen, if it was successful, obviously it would be a real positive uh, in a lot of different ways, not just for shareholders, but, but for the planet as well. Um, don't forget, that's sort of where a lot of this had come from. And I, uh, guys, I want to move on to the job. Will Trevor Milton? Yeah. Will, you, will you use that particular set of skills that is a nightmare for Trevor Milton? <laughs> I know where Trevor is. Uh, I'd assume he's not going to be hitting the uh, airwaves anytime soon. And I told you never trust um, a man with two first names. I mean, that's just, you just don't do that. <laughs> Bow tie, two first names. Don't trust somebody who doesn't drink. Hey, there's a lot. There's a long you know, list. He's, he's a nice uh, tonic from how bad the market is. 
Yeah, the market is, uh, the S&P is down 2%, guys. Uh, overall, we've got weakness where we would expect it's sort of big big cap tech, although no worse than the overall market. No, the banks, important. as we saw earlier, are getting hit. Yeah, they're getting hit. Tesla and Netflix are both up, Jim. Uh, Oracle is also higher on the TikTok deal and, and the hopes there, I guess. They get that big web hosting contract. The and, gaming stocks are all up because of the Microsoft, uh, Microsoft story. And I'm watching uh, Apple react positively. I still think this was a great deal for Walmart. I think Walmart is such a winner here because they get access to 100 million people in this TikTok, and they need that younger group. By the way, Doug McMillan on the board, maybe, you know, Doug McMillan is, it, it, Carl, Doug McMillan is not going to get on a board that's phony. He, 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 he's just not going to do that. No, I think the, the bigger discussion, Jim, is probably Oracle's lack of consumer touch. Right. And how that's going to play out in a business that is highly consumer centric. Well, but they are. They've been pretty terrific with Zoom and Zoom is business to consumer. And I, I think no one feels that Zoom is uh, unhappy with Oracle. It's a pretty good relationship. I know what's hard is that Larry Ellison's talking uh, and uh, Safra Katz is talking to the government, but they don't talk to us. So it's very difficult for them to be able to convey the story well, when they're not trying to convey it. Right. Right. And that's why you end up with op eds like Joe Nocera, uh, Jim, which I'm sure you've read uh, today. Uh, The idea that a country's leader decides which deals get done and which don't. And that's contingent on how friendly the company is with the leader is how it works in, say, Putin's Russia. Wow. Well, um, okay. There's Joe's view. Uh, I do know that what you have is you have majority-owned company, and however the president uh, put it, I, I, I come back to it's majority-owned. Uh, I'm not sure uh, Putin did plays a major role in some of those companies. Uh, it is somewhat odd that 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 President Trump is you know not trumpeting the jobs that are being created, and instead is trumpeting something that ByteDance isn't giving him. You know, David, I I, I don't know why he, he's reaching. It's like a why he's reaching to be able to say uh, that this deal is, is different from what the deal is. And I, I understand that what Nocera is saying. It seems very problematic right now. Yeah, the, the actual ownership structure, again, is something we're struggling to fully understand here in terms of how it's going to work, that they, I guess, are claiming that existing ByteDance holders are either rolling in or valuing their shares in ByteDance and, and going to own TikTok Global, which is what they're calling this business. We'll see about the 25,000 jobs. That'll be interesting to watch. Austin. Keep an eye on that through the years. Austin, David. Yeah, Austin. I know. It's funny because there are a number of, uh, in in its former incarnation, early on, I remember when they were looking for a CEO at TikTok, there had been talk about moving it to a major U.S. uh, city, uh, including New York at at one point. Guys, before we get to uh, Bob, you know, there was another large deal. We, We tend to Sort of not consider it technology. But oh, it my is God. You're going Illumina? you going company. that one? No. Yes, I'm going Illumina, uh, which is down, uh, getting hit, <laughs> although not as much as it was right at the open, but down about 5%, Jim. Listen, multi-cancer early detection would seem to be a pretty important thing. Liquid it? biopsies uh, are the holy detect- grail, and they use them right now in China. And they have a lot of false positives right. in China. But when you have 500,000 people mm-hmm. per hospital, you need a liquid biopsy. That's what their numbers are, 500,000 per hospital. Let's just tell people, Grail once was a part of Illumina. They kind of spun it off to let it sort of 
kind of get its own momentum. That was only about four years ago. They still own, I think it's the economics of roughly 12.5%. They are now going to buy it back. Uh, it's an $8 billion overall deal. So it's not, in, uh, not a small deal by any means. Uh, we're talking what will be about $4 billion, as much as $4 billion or more in, in stock, uh, the remainder in cash as well. Uh, and Jim, you know, they're, they're saying that it's going to obviously move Illumina into a, an area that they want to be in as well, which is this early detection, which can be so important, and they believe will become more and more important, of course, and get full reimbursement conceivably from the insurance companies, particularly well, it is, given how much it's something they save that every, a lot if you get to these tried. cancers early. A lot of people have right. tried to do this, and if they have it, well, it is the grail is the holy grail, because you can imagine, you can just take a, a drop of blood and figure out whether someone has cancer. I mean, remember, they are doing it in China, but it, a lot of times it says you have cancer and you don't. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Carl, yeah, can I just say that Apple is almost up after that disastrous opening? And Apple is the key to this market. I see uh, NASDAQ coming back. Remember, everyone gave up on the NASDAQ because they discovered there was a sell-off today. That is often the time to buy. Just point uh, out. Yep, we're watching uh, the, the NASDAQ 100, Jim. Uh, Barely uh, dipped below Friday's low, uh, so we're watching that closely. Uh, let's get to Bob Asani, see what else is moving. Hey, Bob. Yeah, uh, we are off the lows. 32.50 was the low on the S&P, but just barely, 32.55, uh, seven-week low. And I think we lost Pisani there for a moment. Um, we'll come back to him when we can. Jim, I do want to point out one thing, and that is even though the tape's a little ugly, getting better, as you suggest, mm-hmm. we did get upgrades of Raytheon and Boeing and UPS and Duncan and Oracle today. So They're the sell working. side uh, wasn't taking the, the glass half empty point. No, I mean, this Carlton May uh, running UPS, uh, it is underperformed FedEx. She's fantastic. Remember, she was the CFO of Home Depot. I thought that call was a very bold and good call. Uh, the Goldman piece really does say, and look, commercial aircraft, it's a very positive piece about what can happen with commercial aircraft. In the meantime, some of these oddball names that have just been uh, just, just shredded, like the Fastleys, like the Twilios, they're coming back. And those are the backbone of the kind of wacko NASDAQ that everyone says is too expensive. Watch uh, KLA Tencor and, and uh, watch uh, uh, Lamb Research. Stiefel recommends them. These have just been pummeled. So, I mean, we're getting the pummeled stocks making a comp. Zoom, which has been de-zoomed, is being resumed. I like that. Resume. Uh, as, the, as the Dow's trying to hold 27K, guys. Before we go to break, take a look at how Treasuries are faring today, given all the news. Uh, get a look at the Treasury Board. Across the Atlantic, Eurozone yields are down in a flight to safety amid what we know are now rising cases of COVID there. Boris Johnson's going to talk to the House of Commons on Tuesday. Uh, the yield on the 10-year boon hitting a one-month low. And then a look at the dollar index. Pay attention to the yen. Squawk on the streets back in a moment. Uh, we lost Pisani there for a moment. We're going to get him back. Hey, Bob. <laughs> Good morning, guys. Uh, 
Technical issues. Uh, important thing about the market, still seven-week low, but Apple just briefly went positive. Tech is rallying a bit here, but it's still a problem with tech down and banks down. So look at the sectors that we've got here. Another weekday for the banks. Of course, got issues going on in Europe. Uh, materials, industrials, uh, also weak. This is partly the reopening story. Tech's doing a little bit better. As I mentioned, Apple went positive. Uh, banks, of course, we've got those issues over in Europe with that suspicious trading activity story. It's not clear how many, if if any, uh, it really impacts. But HSBC has been down, Society General. Uh, JP Morgan, again, not clear how much this really should impact any of these U.S. banks. But again, you see them to the downside here. Travel and leisure has been rolling over for a week, essentially. And that's happening again today because the reopening story is getting a little murkier. And if you look at what's moving the markets, we used to talk about this, the five or six buckets that moves the markets a couple months ago. I haven't put it up recently, but it bears uh, looking at right now. The only thing still positive here is the treatment of vaccine, where there are advances, as you hear every day. But on the stimulus issue, of course, they're not so clear. The fiscal negotiations haven't made a lot of progress. The Fed really didn't appease the doves that much last week on on quantitative easing here. Reopening the European lockdown fears a very real ugly day over in Europe and China, of course, rising trades uh, tensions that we've seen on the markets. The two big issues, of course, we talk about all the time is valuation and earnings. Generally, tech overvalued for the moment. Uh, earnings are improving. The third quarter numbers are going up, not down. And that is a overall positive for the market. So a lot of mixed messages, but still some more negatives uh, than positives. And the elections, of course, also making things a lot more complicated. Uh, as far as technical issues, and yes, technical matters, to the extent the market's dominated by momentum, technical matters. The S&P and the Nasdaq are below their 50-day moving average. That's the first time for the S&P since April. That happened on Friday. And of course, the weekend after the September quadruple, which is among the weakest of the year and normally down about one and a half percent. That's happening again here. So these technical issues are also weighing on the market. I think the big problem is how do you get the market to rally with technology and banks this week? Here's two of the biggest sectors that are out there. The S&P is down seven percent for the month, but tech's down 11. Banks are down six. Uh, healthcare, another important sector, is down 5%. You can't rally the market on industrials and materials. I'm sorry, they're just not big enough. So we need tech to do better. Carl, we need banks to do a little bit better. Uh, at least you're getting Apple trying to stay positive for the, uh, for the day. And that's at least the one positive we're seeing right now. Carl, back to you. Yeah, yeah. All right, Bob, we'll see in a little bit. Uh, meantime, take a look at how we're opening on this uh, Monday. Uh, Dow, try and still hold uh, 27K, down about 2%. S&P 3265, NASDAQ just under uh, 10.7. As we're looking at the lowest levels for the Dow since August 4th or so, S&P NAS since July 30. Don't go away. Take a look at the Dow, down 620 here. Uh, you got all sectors red, led by energy down three. Uh, VIX right at 30, and the stay-at-home trade, as Jim said, getting a second wind as the Netflixes, the Smuckers, uh, the PayPals, the Walmarts uh, enjoying some green arrows today. We're back in a minute. Jim, you got an update of TikTok. Yeah, uh, the Chinese are going to have to accelerate the distribution uh, of their stock now. At the time of the Oracle Walmart investment, which is something that uh, the president really wants. The Chinese have, historic, have not wanted that, but it sounds like the Chinese are going to have to give in because uh, the president wants a huge win here. And uh, he'll get it if they do accelerate, and therefore there'll be no Chinese stake when the Walmart-Oracle deal closes by Walmart. Walmart is the winner. Great piece in Yahoo Finance today by Brian Sozzi explains everything. I would buy Walmart on this, and it really is incredible if the Chinese have to give it all up when they, at the time of but the wait, closing. But wait, how are they, they going to do that? Well, Jim, I don't think they, they want to. That? I don't think they want to. 
but they may have to. Okay. But are they going to do it through a uh, public offering? In other yes. words, how are they? I mean, they're not. Yes. What, is, what does that mean? Yes. Yeah. At the time of the, you know, the idea was they were going to wait a little while. So at but the time now it's they closed, accelerated, it's accelerated, right. dude. So you're, you're, they would close the transaction in terms of the purchase by Oracle and Walmart of the twenty percent. Right. At the same time that ByteDance would sell out in a public offering of its ownership. That's what I understand. That's TikTok very accelerated. You know, global? that was that whole twelve month thing. It's going to be off the table if the yeah. president gets his way. Uh, and again, uh, the winner to me is Walmart. The, the president really wants a competitor, we know, to, fa- to, uh, to Facebook. Uh, he'll get it. I don't know. I mean, geez, the Chinese are going to somehow. Ooh, Chinese are going somehow, to Somehow, Carl, I don't think we're done with this. No, we're yeah, definitely not. Well, the Chinese agree to that. Yeah. It's a huge win for the U.S. versus the Chinese. Well, the, Glo- the Global Times yeah. uh, headline now is China won't approve current TikTok agreements. So you're, you guys are right. We're not done. Uh, Jim, what's on Mad tonight? Okay, I got Eli Lilly. I want to talk about what they're doing. Obviously, as David knows, where this is my focus is uh, therapeutic. Uh, Quincy, he's going to uh, bring out, I think, some new drinks, and then uh, Vivek is going to talk about Albertsons, which I think is like pathetically undervalued. Barron's agrees with me this weekend. What a show! Jeez, I got more work to do. No rest for the weary or the Eagles, for that matter. Oh, my gosh. What a, it was, at least we had a good weekend of football, Jim. There were some great games uh, yesterday. Yeah, the night. win to make we'll it see a great weekend. <laughs> You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. People today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools.